I'm looking in the mirror. 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 I am looking in the mirror. I am looking in the mirror. Welcome to Looking in the Mirror with Mirror Mirror and Pusha C. You digging that new intro? You, 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 you digging that new intro? I know you digging that new intro. It's twenty, it's twenty twenty four, man. You know we gotta do it big and better, baby. I'm here for it. And hey, guys, it's your girl Mara Mara, and of course, it's your boy Pusha C. We are back in the building for yet another episode. I feel like we should call it something else. I don't really like calling it episodes, but we just be in here talking for real. What should we call? It? Let me think about that. Like, I don't know yet, but like not saying that it's an episode. I kind of. I kind of feel it. I kind of like that feel, but you know, we'll figure something out eventually. You know how we get down. But before we go any further, are you going to do it or should I do it? Oh, no. You have the distinct pleasure of It's actually an honor, actually. Yes. Um, of course, if you've been listening to the podcast since I think I've been officially a part since season three, um, we all know that uh, along with recording, pushing. Or uh, uh, recording, looking in the mirror. Ooh, hold on, no, I don't. Get out of here. Let's speak it, Jesus. Let's speak it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got my board set up, so I ain't even gonna bother it right oh, now. It's just, it's okay. It's okay. I just, but along with uh, recording, um, looking in the mirror and having a day job and everything else, I am also a business owner of Liam Studios. So I run a photography studio. Hey, it's mine, right? So, poor frog that don't praise his own pun. I had the, along with doing my own photography services and videography and all of that good stuff, I also rent my studio out for aspiring creatives if they don't have studio space. So, hey, if you're listening to the podcast and you're a creative of some type, you like do videography or you do photography and you need a space to work, get at me and we can make something happen. But... Um, Friday, we had the, um, I rented my studio out to a young lady and she came in and she did some work, exquisite work, very good work. And we were just having a conversation, um, after the sessions and we found out some very interesting things. And some of the things that she was talking about, I said, it would be great if she could share, it would be great to share it on the platform. Mm -hmm. So ladies and gentlemen. I am going to call her what she referred to herself as, and then she can do a correct introduction, and then we'll go from there. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go back and put some applause here. I'll let you know that now, so you, when you hear it, you'll hear applause. I present to you, Tika. Hey, Tika, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, not a problem, not a problem. So... Besides being a photographer, tell us your story. Kind of condensed version. Like, tell us who you are and all that good stuff. Okay, sure. Um, so yes, I met you as a freelance photographer. Um, but by profession, I have a background in clinical counseling, social work, and education. Um, but who I am as a person. It's kind of a combination of all of those things. Okay, that makes sense. It's dope. I like that. Um, so one of the things that, uh, and Mira, don't you sit over there looking at me. I am not doing all this talking today. Um, I'm going to talk. I was leaving you for something else. Oh. I'm not going to do that to you on the air, though. <laughs> Please don't, because I don't even know what it is. Um, but one of the, oh, you know what? Yeah. She is picking. She is picking at my ashy knees. Yes, I am brown. I am brown from Tyler Perry. Yep. Never seen you like that, Curtis. I'm sorry. No, I was took a shower and didn't put no lotion on. This Right, like this would be great for video, but like not great for me, but 
anyway, back to Tika. So I'm sorry, Tika. Uh, so you said you're a combination of those things. Yes. What got you to that place? So like, you you have the clinical background, you have the educational background. Um, tell us a little bit about the clinical side, and and I am a I am a I am not in the education system. I have a lot of friends and family that are either teachers, administrators, um, as far as principals or assistant principals, or they work for the district in some type of way. So I find myself being an advocate for education because like teachers struggle with so much stuff. But I want to see I want to hear what your background or what your view is about from your clinical side and from your educational side. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? I think I I think I got you. Okay. Um, I'll try my best to put that together. Um we can go from we can go from let's say from the perspective of working in education. Um I've taught middle school, I've taught sixth and seventh grade, um, social studies. Um so in teaching you kind of I think teachers are superheroes. You have to be everything that your kids need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, they kind of become your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's just something that, I mean, you can, but I don't think the most effective people are the ones who wake up and say, oh, I want to do this today. I feel like um, you're born to be who you are and mm-hmm. you become that in process. Okay. And... Um, I think that's why, because I mean, with the connections of the type of work that I've done and it's like, oh, I always find myself in these positions. And I think that's who I am. I think it's what I do because that's who I am. I'm just kind of who I've always been. That's that's you're born to you're born to be who you are. Yeah, I'm writing that down. I'm stealing that. I don't. I don't exactly remember. The phrase is, "We are born to be who we are," um, and then we're just in the process of becoming that. Yeah. Just a quick side note: just looking at me using my personal experience, I'm going to make a very long story short. When I graduated from high school, I had a full scholarship to go to Winthrop University and Johnson C. Smith to be a teacher. So after that, I didn't take the scholarship. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I didn't take the scholarship. But by me still going through life, I hate that I use this term, but it's it's such a church term. After matriculating through life, mm. <laughs> I now, my day job, I am a facilitator. I am a trainer mm. for a, a government contract, which is what? A teacher. A teacher. Wow. Yeah. So that we goes are, right back to what she just said. We are born to be who we are. Mm-hmm. We're right. just in the process of becoming it. So just be, I didn't become the teacher in one sense, but mm. instead of me teaching children, I now teach adults. That's so crazy because me and her were just having a conversation uh, when you introduced us. I remember we were talking about what I really wanted to right. do and how this kind of, right. so you still kind of end up in that realm. And it's also crazy that you even shared because I didn't know that about Tracy Pusher. Because um, when I first went into college, I actually was going when I was visiting schools and things of that uh, for education for special needs. And what I ended up going for was hearing impairment, which is not the correct terminology now that I learned. Um, I don't know why the school called it that, but basically sign language. So my first two years in school, all my teachers were deaf. Wow. Because that's how they teach you. That's how they immerse you. So I was going to be an interpreter. Um, I still love the language to this day. We're actually teaching the baby. But, yeah, so it just shows. It's funny how we all started kind of in the educational direction. But it's still kind of where we're at now because, as you said, what I'm doing now is still a sense of coaching as far as us doing this. So, again, that goes right back to what you said as far as the... God will it, it just doesn't go the way you thought but it's still right. it's the pieces it's the process Definitely. yeah it's the process yeah, so sure. you brought up the term coaching um when we were talking on Friday you were talking about um you really want to get into the coaching side of it right 
Tell us what you're seeing. Tell us what you feel the need is Mm -hmm. for coaching. Because that's one of the things that you want to eventually have everything set up to gear toward their coaching, correct? Right, right. Talk about it for us. So um, when I say that I want to get more more into the coaching aspect um, of, if we want to call it psychology. So there is... We call it the healthy side of psychology, um, where there's no clinical need for treatment, so to speak. Um, so I, in my most recent position working as a clinical counselor, I feel like I was able to pull out a lot of pieces. Um, and this is something that I have not done since October. So I was able to pull out a lot of pieces that I feel like will work and that kind of helped me um, kind of develop a better roadmap for where it is that I want to go with coaching um, as far as doing assessments to kind of see where this person is and what it is that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that coaching can. So a lot of times we hear that experience is the best teacher. I don't necessarily believe that. Okay. Um, I believe that wisdom is the best teacher. Mm. Come on. Because. Here. It's, okay. I'm if, sorry, it's Sunday, but that's so good. Um, it's I, a word. No, it is. I was going to ask if you could elaborate on that. Um, yes, I really do believe that because it only like it just makes sense in my head that yeah, experience definitely does teach. But if I can give you insight for something mm. before you get there, yeah, and you have that and you apply it then you're likely to have a better outcome the first time rather than I got to do this again and again and yeah. again until I get it right. Yeah. Um, so I kind of feel like that's where coaching can be effective, especially more so with young adults, teenagers, or even with transitional points of life. Is like, dog, I wish I would have had a little bit more insight and mm-hmm. I could have handled that better. Yeah, um, sure. And I just... I. Like, I really want our community to, to see more value in that type of service. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you're, you're dropping so many nuggets. It's like, first and foremost, just the fact that you're talking about what the community could get the value of it. Um, I think this is one reason or one of the many things that we try to amplify here on this platform. We share, like going back to season two, we've had... Um, guests that talked about some of the stuff even on the clinical side Mm -hmm. like when we were talking earlier you were talking about like you want to get to it before it gets to the clinical side before we start talking about any any type of medical intervention and things like that right we even talk about that stuff on the platform because if it gets to the point that uh the clinical side needs to intervene Mm -hmm. we still need to see the value of that too in the community in some ways shapes or forms another thing is we hear people say all the time, I'm sorry for hitting the mic, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if I knew this, would I? This is where learning from wisdom and learning from others comes from because I'm giving you hindsight. Yeah. If, if I can, I'm telling you, this is what you're going to yield if you continue down this road. And I think if we can get people, because sometimes this is just my personal opinion, Experience is not the best teacher because sometimes the things that we experience, we know it's going to yield a bad outcome, but we like the experience, so we don't want to give it up. Yeah. So I have a question with that, but I do want to say this because you said one of the key things that you said that I was sitting here like, do not forget, do not forget. Um, You were saying that not only like say like if we were given the wisdom or like say like we had the wisdom to apply it i feel like a lot of times and you know let me know if you agree or not i think that so many people could be better off if they did that because some of us do have people that will give us the wisdom when they right. see us doing Definitely. certain things kind of pull you aside like a hey, young man or a hey, young lady you know i see you doing this or you know you might want to try it this way da, da, da. but sometimes depending on that age the maturity you don't want to hear what somebody else is saying or, you know, right. or an example, a lot of people like to use, like, your mom could tell you, don't do this because X, Y, Z. But, you know, sadly, uh, many times we're like, that's mom, like, whatever. And then somebody else will come along and say it and be like, dang. Or that, right. You know what I mean? 
So I think it's also not only just being given the wisdom or having the wisdom, but applying it. When you said that, I was like, that's the key part right there, actually applying it. Because some of us, you know, you hear stories where people say like, yeah, I, I I was told not to do it or, you know, I, I, I was given this opportunity or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I didn't. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so when you said that, I was like, mm, I, a lot of people probably missed that piece right there, like applying it. Um, but what I wanted to ask um, to kind of be a little more particular, because I feel like coaching can be so many different ways. What would you say is your version of coaching or like what is your definition of coaching? OK, so. I think that um, with coaching, like, okay, so I want to start with my counseling style. Uh Um, One of the methods that I, my favorite method to use um, was positive psychology. Okay. And positive psychology focuses on the strengths of a person um, versus, like, cognitive behavioral therapy where we're telling people, this is what's wrong with you Mm. and this is what we need to change. Okay. Um, I feel like... I would get better results from the positive psychology. Um, So I think it's more so that's why I like coaching, Um, because I feel like when you empower people or when you coach people, it's just moving it from one place to the next place or from where they are to where it is that they want to go or helping them move to where they want to go. For sure. For sure. Um, I I think that um, was I think it's Proverbs. 20 and 5 um it's one of my favorite verses it says that um ideas in the heart of a man are like waters from a deep well but a man Mm. of understanding draws them out so i think that there are i think it's a skill i think it's a gift to be able to ask the right questions to pull something out of somebody yeah um because it's it's there it's in you we just got to wake it up and pull it out yeah that's um, deep right there. That's deep. Thank you. I have a question. Before I ask a question, I'm gonna make a comment. I've um I I've heard it put different ways from different people, but it's kind of like um I like this analogy, and you, the, your coaching style is kind of like this. Like in life, we always like we use the we use the the, the saying or the phrase, but life be life in at times, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like a boxing Definitely. match. Too many times we have people that are in this boxing match of life and they don't have a coach in the corner. When right. the bell rings, they just go sit down in the corner and they have no one to say, hey, 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 you still can win this fight. You're doing great. Yeah. This is working. Yeah. This is working. Do this. I'm also seeing this from a different angle. Trust me. It's that wisdom that if. They trust you. Mm. Right. If the coachee, if the student t- trusts the coach, mm-hmm. if the mentor, if the mentee trusts the mentor, Definitely. then they have no choice but to continue to get better and exceed. Right. Which leads me to my question, which I had to write down because I didn't want to um, forget it. So I keep hitting your mic. I'm sorry. Um. Has your experience in both the clinical side and the educational side have you um, have have you developed or found ways? I guess your positive psychology is is one way, but are there other ways that you have developed or found that help you get the buy in from whoever you're coaching? Because one of the biggest things is I can have all the information and all the nuggets that you need, but if you don't trust me, yeah. I- it is not going to help I you. I see where you're going. Yeah. It's not going to help them. That's true. That's, That's definitely a good so question. How do you, because I see so many people struggling with things and they have um, resources at their disposal, mm-hmm. but they don't trust it for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. How do we get the buy-in from our immediate family, which then stretches extends to our extended family and then it can extend to the community how can we get that buy-in from the people that we're attempting to coach because you're going to succeed in your business i already see it because it's not only that you have a need for but it's your passion right your gift's going to make room for you 
But I, I guess I'm looking at it from the standpoint of like, there's some others out here that's trying to do something similar. So what's that buy-in? How can we get that buy-in Got from? you. So um, with teaching and um, with social work, um, I work so, so close with the community. Um, and it's more so with the black community. Mm-hmm. And that's also an area that I'm very, very passionate about. I'm from North Florence. Like, um, Wait, I'm sorry. There's a difference. Y'all know I'm not from here. Yeah. Yes. I'm from the north side of town, so I I graduated from Wilson High School and all of that stuff. Um, Interesting fact, I didn't go to public school until I was in high school, like ninth grade. really? So before that, yes. Like my growing up, it was very different. Was that um, homeschool or private school? Private school. I went to Florence Christian, like Florence Baptist Temple, Florence Christian, all the way on the south side of town. So you're um, from so, the north side, but you went to the south side for school. This is a yes. lot. Yes. Okay. So it was it was really different. Um, but that's a story with your, yourself. It is. Um, but to answer your question, with how do you get the buy-in? Um, like I said, I, you see a lot of need. Like working up close and personal with community, you see how great the need is, and how do we get people to buy into that? Um, one of the things, or one of the ways, I think you get the best buy-in is. Be what you're giving. Mm. Um, and especially so with being a drug and alcohol counselor, um, one of the things, and I did it for the first time after I started working that job, is I started to look for a therapist myself because with the, an individual yeah. only has so much of a capacity. I was about to say your capacity. And, it, yeah. yeah. You needed to find so, some way to be able to. Right. To and it happened yeah. pretty quickly. Um, so I did that and I was like, I'm doing this for me, but at the same time, I want to experience what I'm trying to get out of my people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did that. And at first, um, you know, I went to my first session. It felt really different. It felt weird. Switching um, roles almost, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this was the first time I had ever done this before. And I started to do my assessment and... He's talking to me and, you know, we go through all the framework of what we needed to go through, ask all the questions and I'm trying to answer them. And I was really nervous because it felt different. It was a new yeah. experience. Yeah. And seriously, this is a true story. Um, we get to the end of it and he looks at me. And he just sat there and I'm like, OK, like, what are you going to say next? And he said, Miss Mungo. And I'm like, yes. He was like, I want to help you. I said, OK, good. And he was like, but I don't know how. So, wow. yeah, like he said that to me at my first session. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, you can't answer any questions directly. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. I feel like you want to tell me. I feel like you want to share with me. But you're talking exactly. all around everything that we need to address. Wow. And, um, can, we, and can we press pause for one second? Definitely. This is that was. Like so good because now, like you said, you were feeling what your constituents right. would be. Right. You were in the hot seat mm-hmm. in a sense mm-hmm. how your clients are. So you get to feel what they feel. Right. But this is the kicker for me. And it. I don't know who this um, professional is or whoever. I want to go shake his hand. Or being honest. For being freaking honest. Yeah. Because do you know how many professionals would have been, would have came up with some pipe dream, some cake story, yeah. and sent her on a wild goose chase, but she probably could have defined it or deciphered it fast, but this dude told the truth. But that right. shows a lot about why he's in what he does. Right. Like, you it's know power I mean? in that, man. Yeah. Definitely. I do want to say really quickly, a lot of my friends that are in social work, they do it for like schools and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um they too have told me they go to therapists because of exactly what you said it's so much that they take in and they have to be at their best for them as well so hearing you say that i was like wow okay so it's not you know like you hear other people say but to now hear somebody else outside of your circle also share that same it just speaks a lot i don't think that social workers or people in those fields like get the type of um like you said earlier, like even teachers, like teachers, social workers, those who are helping the community or students are helping 
people, you know, grow for the next generation, etc. Don't get the type of... I don't even know what the right word is, but they just don't get the recognition that they should right. get. Definitely. Because in the midst of you guys trying to help someone else, you're pulling yourself apart as well. So you're having to rebuild yourself to stay strong enough to keep these other right. people going. You know Definitely. what I mean? So just hearing you say that just is like... People just don't get it, you know what I mean? But I, I definitely want you to continue on, if you don't mind, with that story. Because hearing him, like uh, Pusha C said, for him to say that, one, the fact he told the truth. Right. And then, two, he was able to kind of tell you why. Right. Which I'm sure probably had you being like, wait, because you probably were like, no, I answered you. You probably didn't right. think like you were going in circles, but now you're evaluating yourself. Right. Like, wait, I probably did kind of. So, yeah, if you don't mind continuing that, for sure, that's deep. Sure, sure. Um, so, one of the things that he, or one of the things that I remember him telling me, um, like he didn't just, like, kick me out and be like, so long, see ya. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was more so of, I want to help you, but I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Because you're, instead of just answering things, um, just putting it how it is, you're trying to explain and make sense of it. Mm. And that's not what I need you to do right now. Um, so it was almost as if I was trying to say, yeah, this is what happened, but this is why I think it happened. And Mm. this is how I handled it. And I didn't even really have to explain all of that then because it wasn't, it wasn't a place of judgment. Right. Um, I was, and he did, he reassured me that this is a safe space. You don't have to explain anything here as far as why you think it was that way yeah um it was a safe space and i think that's a big part of of getting people to buy in they have to know and trust that it is a safe space yeah um and sometimes it takes more than one conversation sometimes it takes more than one session to establish that report with the person yeah um to get them to feel comfortable because just as well as you have to get to know that person, they have to get to know you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think, and I was able to get there mm-hmm. um, with my therapist. It just, like I had to just stop thinking and just say how it is. So I have two questions for you with that. It's, it's still along what we're talking about, but it kind of digs a little deeper if you don't mind. And you okay. don't have to answer. Okay. You can be like, nah. Um, so, She's not laughing at Tika. No, she's, I'm she's not. laughing at me because I'm going to. I cannot wait to go live. Put lotion on my ashy knees. Thank you. <laughs> um. So, what my question is? All right. So, my first question is: Would you consider yourself an overthinker? Definitely. Okay. So the reason I asked that, and I'm going to explain why I asked that. I'm definitely an overthinker. So as you were just talking, I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, she's describing me because so. I, you have I don't know if you listened to some of the past episodes where I explained. I'm in therapy. I love okay. my therapist. I love therapy. It's something that I decided to do for me. And believe it or not, it actually has helped me and my family um, in different ways. Um, but I so that leads to my next part. Okay. So um, for me, and this is a question I just have to, I'm doing exactly what you said as far as I am that person where you just said, like, I'm explaining, and then I'm, like, trying to find the answer. And Brandon's always telling me, Tamara, you don't have to. It doesn't have to make sense. You're always trying to make it make sense. And it pushes you this way. So what I realized for me, the reason I do that is because growing up, it was like I, I always felt the need to, like, have to defend myself and explain, like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm that person that's, like, always saying sorry. And everybody's like, stop saying sorry. Stop apologizing. You get what I'm saying? Yes. So, hearing you break that down, I'm like, ooh, that's me. Like, she don't even know she reading me. And I'm over <laughs> here, like, let me hide behind this mic a little okay. bit while she's talking. So, what, what I'm curious, the fact that he said that you were doing it, would you say that possibly that was your upbringing as well or that you were ever put in a situation? Hmm. Like, I don't know, private school, you brought that up, but on TV, they make private school look very, like, ruler. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I got to, uh, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Like It's really I, like I, that I in real life. Like his, you get what I'm really saying? Like so wow. I'm curious if, have, have you in therapy got to the root of that, of why? Because I know why, for me, I just, I'm trying to work on it. Yes. Okay. So I know a lot of the whys now. Okay. Um, 
and I also um, with wise I think I think a lot of times it's not the what that's the issue mm. like the what is just the fruit of the why okay. and if we can okay. deal with the why then the what is so much easier to work out because we understand why oh, okay. I got to write that down the what um, is the fruit of the why that was deep yeah um, I'm but it's, it's so stuff. true it's not when a lot of times we look at people and we like oh god look at them this is what they have going on but we don't understand the why yeah like everything yeah. that people deal with is not because they wanted it or because they yes. chose it or they asked for it yes um but i also think it's your it's your it's your experience that qualifies you to equip someone mm-hmm. else yeah. Um, oh my God. But okay, God, thank you. you. You don't even understand. You just gave me confirmation of something God's been telling me. So thank got you. Got you. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, growing up for me, um, was really different. Okay. Uh, Again, I have whatever you feel comfortable sharing. I got you. We don't ever want you to feel. I like, got you. Okay. Um, I have one sister. I have an older sister. We are sticky thieves. Always been. Um, my my parents were married for seven years before my sister was born. Okay. Um, and then my sister and I are 18 months apart. Okay. So by the time I come along, my parents were separated. Oh, wow. And like shortly after, I guess I was maybe a year and some change, my parents' divorce was final. It was like that was one and done. Um, so like, I, honestly, like still to this day, my parents can be cordial. But I can't imagine them ever being together. Like it just—that's how I felt. Is the the thought of that is weird yes. to me. Like it's yes. real weird. Yes. <laughs> um. We'll we'll but, talk about that after this because it's gonna make you laugh. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I I had to grow up pretty quickly. Like I still did the child things and mm-hmm. all that stuff, childhood regular childhood things. But as far as my thought processes and. Um, stuff like that. I grew up around older people. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother and my father have both always been in my life. Um, but I grew up mostly in my grandma's house. Mm. And she, until I want to say around 2005 or 2006, um, I was like around 10 or 11 years old. She stopped working. She retired because she got sick. Before that, on Mondays, I'm sorry, on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, I would stay with my grandma. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, stay with my dad. Every other Saturday, um, and so every other Saturday until about fifth or sixth grade, I would stay with either my grandma's sister, was my dad's aunt, or either my mom. Okay. And um, so it was here, here, here. Can I pause and, right there really quick? Mm-hmm. Do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 29. Um, okay. I just turned 29 on February 2nd. Okay. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank Look, you. Look, you was over here doing years and numbers, and I was like, wait. Let me just yeah. ask. <laughs> I'm Go 29. Ahead, I'm sorry. Um, so it was a lot of movement, mm-hmm. and we did a lot of things with structure. Like this is how we're going to do it, and this is the way this is going to be done. Yeah. Um, and don't mess that up. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, you know, the gist of my upbringing. So that may have um a lot to do with my overthinking and just my yeah. thought processes definitely has a I, lot to do with I definitely with. can say that I can relate to the older part so I grew up with my great grandmother both my parents also like when I say it's almost, when we talk offline you're like we are so much alike I'm sitting here like this oh, is wow. crazy um but my great grandmother was very young um and I was always with her like that that was like my mother figure even though my mother was in my life i don't that makes sense later on but anyway um i grew up growing up around older folks they're very much like this is what you're gonna do this is how you're gonna do it etc so then when you start being exposed to other options you're like no i can't do that or can i do that and like you said that overthinking kicks in right so what i want to jump into with that now so now we have a little bit of where you were and then we went a little bit further. And then, okay, you uh, spoke about that you haven't done it since October. So do you mind sharing a little bit of where you are right now and where you plan on going with all of that? Yes. So where I am right now, um, I've really been revamping um, freedom empowerment a lot. Um, that's what I have right here. Okay. Um, also, Speak a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So share that, girl. With, that's you. With Freedom Empowerment Solutions. 
Um, it is a full service life coaching agency. Okay. Um, but in my in my terminology, um, it's empowerment. I love that. Um, so for somebody to be free uh, is to totally take off the restraints. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you don't know who you are, and not in the sense that like people just I don't know who I am, but when you don't realize what's in you, mm-hmm. when you're not um, conscious of the greatness that's already in you, you're missing out on so much freedom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then to empower someone is to give them confidence to do something. I love that. Um, so I want to empower people with confidence to be free. Yeah. And to me, that is a solution. And a solution is an answer to a problem. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times the problem is just people are unaware. Like, mm. There you go. And empowering somebody is just is like you walk into a dark room. It's like, I don't see anything. Turn on the light. It's just turning on the light. Um, mm. Asking the right questions. Um, I feel like if you want to be good at something or if you want to be close to a thing, ask it the right questions. Mm-hmm. It's going to give you a different level of access. Um, and questions are sometimes frowned upon. They're, oh, look, you're in my you, mind because I was just about to say that. Yes, yes. I think fresh questions can be really frowned upon. And especially with especially with kids today, teenagers, I don't, a lot of stuff I don't think is rebellion or they're just bad. I think it's just human curiosity. And there's so much more, like say for instance, with the, with social media, um, with the, I forget the name of the study, but with the cerebral cortex in the brain, um, that's the last part of the brain to fully develop. And it's responsible for logic and making rational decisions and mm. um, thinking ahead and all that stuff. And normally developing women, it used to be that it develops normally. Um, I'm sorry. It develops at its full capacity at about age 25 wow. or 26. You know, I say like, well, women are more mature than men. They mature faster. That's like a scientific fact. And it's not maturity. It's. The ability to reason. Wow. The ability to make and logical decisions. Yes, okay, so definitely. Because in normally developing men, that would happen around 29 or 30. Yeah, we, we kind of slow. But <laughs> with generations say. that are born, I want to say after 2003, uh-huh. that's now happening at about 35 in men and women. So it's even later. Yeah. Oh, wow. So with all of the information overload, because our brain learns by what it's exposed to and is designed to keep us safe. So... With all this information overload, there's it's we have so many choices. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost too much to handle. Yeah. So I don't think it's wrong for people to have questions. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the answer, just say that. I gotta get back to you. Um, I think a lot of this is just human curiosity because we are being exposed to so, so much, much more. Yeah. Yeah. And um both ways, like questions from the coach and questions for the coach. I think both are equally important. Um, we can't dismiss the curiosity of people and still be able to help them. When she said we're exposed to so much information in our brains, I, I may not be re- quoting it correctly, but she said, "Our brains are designed to keep us safe." Yeah, I was sitting here like, "This is schooling me." You know what I'm saying? And it makes me. It's kind of like you remember the um, the movie with Will Smith, "I Robot." Yes. The three laws. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And okay, okay. then, but I see where you're going. what was the? But it was the one robot that they designed a step further. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that as people, we're like that robot mm-hmm. Definitely. we're not locked into only doing what the three laws say yeah for you sure. still have the ability to choose mm-hmm. so and sometimes i think and it's different for every person that's where that like that um y- your brain starts to misfire when you're making decisions that aren't keeping you safe yeah for sure and then you start to reprogram yourself to a point that you like I'm not worrying about the safety portion anymore. Yeah. Because like you said, it's designed to keep us safe. Like, if I touch something as a kid that says, and it's hot, when I see that again, guess what? I don't want to touch it. Absolutely. Brain designed to keep us, until we reprogram ourselves and we don't care about the consequences. Yeah. So all of this is like, man, this is so good. Like, ugh. 
Yeah, I, I just want to hit on the fact of um, when you said, uh, shoot, shoot, shoot. I still have pregnancy brain, so I apologize. It's okay. I apologize. Um, you literally said, uh, oh my God, it was so good. It's going to come back, y'all. Listen. Um, okay, so there's so many choices. I really think that goes back to what we were talking about as far as back when we were, like, how we grew up. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't, we weren't given those choices. We, like you said, you you were exposed to this, that's it, and this is what it is. So, I think it was a little easier to kind of just know the route that you were going to go in, the whatever. Where now, we're like, what do you want to do? We want you to, like, you know, we're giving kids the option to actually think. Like, I was having a conversation with Brandon, and I was telling him that, you know, I hate it when I was younger being told I didn't have a nerve, I didn't have a thought, or, you know, like, and I'm sure they didn't mean it in that way, that capacity, but, you know, just as adults, stay in a child place, you don't right. say, you don't ask questions, that's what I was trying to get to, um, you know, things of that nature, so now we're sitting down with children, with teenagers, and we're saying, so what do you feel? And now they're like... I feel okay. What do right. I feel? Right. Okay, you get what I'm saying. Like the brain is now really going a lot more. Where before we're like, I don't, I don't feel because I was told I don't feel, or what I feel. Well, my mom said it's this, so that's what it is. Right. You know what I mean? Like if mom said sky's purple, the sky is purple. Right. You know, where now we're kind of and like you said, I love the fact of when you said the question goes back to you as well because I told Brandon, I was like, with our daughter as she gets older, I want her to ask us as well. Right. Like, how am I doing as a parent? Because the reality is we all are human and we all make mistakes. And sometimes what we think is the best decision, right. learning from experience, which we mentioned earlier, um, that's always not the best, right. you know, right. direction. So I love, like, where you were. And then, as, oh, I love that you call it empowerment because that's really what it is. Like, I understand the whole coaching aspect, but I love when you look at it in the way that you broke it down, empowering someone. Because that's really, if, if we had that motivation, like how you broke that down, that's what pushes people. Because sometimes mm. you hear so much negativity and when you now have this positive reinforcement, this positive saying, you can do this. Let's figure out a way to do it. Right. These are some options. Now you're feeling a little more like, you know what? I probably oh, can, I can do, do this. It. Okay. And then eventually that probably leaves that sentence like I can. You know what I mean? Because, like, again, going back to the beginning of this, it is a process. So one of my big questions that I always like to ask kind of at this point is – where do you see that, let's say, five years from now? Or like, what is the bigger picture that you're hoping to get from this? And how can some of our people who are listening to this possibly even reach out to you to gain those, you know... Um, gain the empowerment. Thank gain, you. Gain, thank you. Gain the yeah. skill. Um, become coached by you. Um. So... Okay, so back in, and this was actually in October as well, and it was after I left my job. There's this lady at my mom's church, and she literally asked me, she asked me like a few weeks ahead, and I was like, sure. She asked me to talk to the kids. Um, it was around Halloween time at a little Halloween gathering. She asked me if I could talk to the kids about... Um, just whatever issues I felt like needed to be addressed. And I know like right now a big thing is bullying um, and people feeling inadequate, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, so I talked to them for about 15 minutes, like literally 15 minutes. And this is, I know these people, like this is my mom's church. This is, I didn't mind doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I did it, talked to the kids maybe 15, 20 minutes. Um and like my, my style is also dialogue. Like I, I don't I don't just like to um, when I work with someone I don't I don't just like to talk. Like I want them to engage. All right. So make a long story short. Afterwards, she walks up to me and she had money in her hand, and she gave me the money and it was like I could do something yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Space for you. Right. Yes. And I told her you I didn't like I. I didn't charge you to do this. And she said, well, I just want to sow a seed. Mm. And at that space in time for mm -hmm. me, I was like, oh, my God. Like, she, I don't think she understood how much that meant to me. Mm -hmm. So, was that the planting of the seed or was that the watering of the seed that was already there? Um, I would say both. <laughs> Definitely both. Um, 
because this is this was me being fed up. Like this is after I was fed up with my job. Like I was gone at that point. Yeah. Um, but so many people did not know that. I was gonna ask you, did she know that? No, okay. she had no idea. Oh yeah, see, no idea. Um, and then you you heard the lady that I was on the phone with yeah. the other day. Um, and she keeps telling me, Tika, your money is in your mouth. Your money is in your mm. mouth. Um, and this, I, I and I I used to have a literal fear. I mean, freeze up. Um. Like, I couldn't move. Um, literally, my mouth would be completely dry. I would skip words. Like, I used to literally skip words when I would try to talk in front of people. I used to stutter. Really? Like? I would literally stutter. Wow. I, every time these mics come on, I and still look at get, him now. Every time these mics wow. come on, I still get butterflies. But it's just one of those things, like, even though I have the issue per se I'm bigger than the issue and when given the opportunity to share the platform with her I know it's something I'm supposed to do right right so, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut across go finish no, I think that's good because I think humility keeps you work I think is real humility that keeps you wanting to perfect whatever it is that you do Cause there's especially growing up in church, there's humility and there's fake humility. Like she is embodying this that, thing, um, and it's the it's it's really when we think the fake humility is when you constantly reduce who you are, or you you still for whatever reason run away from what it like you know what's calling you, but because you don't want to seem like you're too grand or. Um, I'm not conforming to culture. You run away from that thing. Yeah. And um, I think that that's a behavior that we have to unlearn sure. so that we can be effective. Because um, if not, we're going to miss. Like, there's so much that we're going to miss wow. if we can't get over that. And that's been a struggle for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Being able to say, yeah, this is... This is who I am. Like, I, I really, I really got it. Like, yeah, you know. I, I, I do this. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I do this. And it's, 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 not, it's not a bad thing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We look at all these different celebrities and stuff like that. Like, and they know they got it. But and that, they're embracing it. That, like, do they, though? And I say, I think that's a whole other topic, though. It is. It is. Like, I definitely think, like, with influence, everybody has influence. But I think it's what you do with that yeah. influence. And it would be great if we had more positive influence. Yeah. And I, and in I apologize places. if I'm cutting you off. Oh. Um, I only made that statement because, you know, we hear so much in, uh, on social media about this person who's committed suicide or mm. this person who now is in treatment. Because on the front end of what they display, which is why social media is such a big thing, I feel like, for... Um, teens or young adults and things of that nature, they show on a display this happy, I got this, I got that, I got right. this, blah, blah, blah. But when that camera's off or whatever, they're going through it. They're not happy. They're miserable. They're this, right. that, and the third. But see, these young kids and young adults don't know that. They're Can't looking separate. at the visual, like, I want that. Look at how happy they are. Look at what they got. And so right. now they're now destroying themselves. And I just say that I've seen so many, so many, so many um, young adults and teenagers and even now it's going down to middle school and elementary because they're being exposed to so much more than mm -hmm. what we were because we didn't have internet and all of this right. um, where now they're like I, I need to dress like that I need to look like that I need to be like that I need to be this and so they're destroying who they are in the midst of trying to go through that right. process of what we originally talked about in the very beginning of all this right, right. definitely okay okay one quick question, and then what we're going to do, because... Uh, we would definitely like to bring you back. Yeah, we're going to bring you back, because okay. there's so much information, and this stuff is so good, that uh, I already knew we we really would, probably would not be able to get it all in one episode, but I didn't want to tell you that, because I didn't want to run you away, I didn't want to <laughs> scare you, but... Give us the name of your platform and your services again. Please. Um, Freedom Empowerment Solutions. You can actually like it on Facebook. Thank you. And That's Instagram. What I um, give us those. Give us the Facebook handle and give us the Instagram handle. And when we load this up, um, it'll be visible 
for when people see the description and to be able to say this is who you are and this is how they can find you. Okay, so the Facebook and Instagram handles are Freedom Empowerment Solutions. Um, and my name is Atika Mungo. Um, it's my personal page. Um, but you can find my coaching platform under Freedom Empowerment Solutions. People, do us a favor. Go out, Instagram um, users, Freedom Empowerment, Freedom Empowerment Solutions. Solutions. And it's the same thing on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, let's support. Um, let's support our sister's work because um, number one, she's doing great. She's she's she does it. Period. Thank um, you. Thank you. And you can tell just by the information that she shares. So first and foremost, we're going to like the page to support the page. And if you feel like you can benefit from some of her services, please reach out to her. Definitely. And number three. I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second, and then we're going to wrap until our next episode. If you feel that you can benefit from her services, when you go to Walmart, you don't ask them what the price is. You just go to the register. Preach. When you go to Target, (laughs) you don't ask them or negotiate with them about a price. You go to the register. Mm -hmm. For people like myself, when I go on the Nike app and I see the price for them J's, I see the price for those LeBrons. I don't send a message to customer service and say, hey, I've been coming here for a while. Can y'all give me a discount? I put them things in the chart and I run my card. When she gives you the price for her services, pay it. I'm done. Um, I get off my soapbox. But I'm just I'm an advocate for not just giving creators what they are asking for for their price point. Mm-hmm. But we don't negotiate with nobody else about what we pay for, what we get. Let's stop acting like people in our community are not worth what they charge. Yeah. She is worth everything that she's charging and more. So, again, we're going to like the page to support it. And we're going to get at her if we need her for services. Okay. But thank until you, next thank time, you, thank you. Atika, thank you so much for being a part. Yeah, thank this you. This your boy Pusha C and my sister. Me. Mira Mira. And we will get at you next time on Looking in the Mirror. Peace.